You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. This week we are entering our seventh week and we are going to start a mini-series of the bigger series which is uh, a part of the forward series. And we are now talking about fellowship with other believers. As we move forward, no, we will know kung believer ba talaga kayo. As I was saying, we were talking about fellowship. And the Greek term for fellowship is actually koinonia. It says there, koinonia. That's the Greek term. And it means community, joint participation, and being together. It's the natural result of people who are called together by God. You know, in Genesis first twenty-eight, it says here, And God said to, be, said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. This was the design of God. The design of God was for you and me to be part of a community. That for you and me, we should not be alone. Alam niyo, nakakabaliw po ang mag-isa. I'm not sure if you watched the movie uh, Cast Away, Cast Away by uh, Tom Hanks. Low budget. Parang isa lang yung actor. Di ba? So si Tom Hanks, nakakabaliw po talaga yung mag-isa. This was his... Uh, Parang ninth day, I had to crop the picture, but he was actually marking the number of days that he was cast away and alone. And um, nakaka, nakaka, ano talaga to? Nakaka-baliw, no? And you would see, after a few days, uh, he was talking to actually a, what do you call that? A volleyball named Wilson. Ito po yun. Yan. Na nagkaroon na ng hair. And ito po yung picture ng pagiging mag-isa. It's hard to live alone. If you see that person kanina, si Tom Hanks, ha- having weight, after a few weeks of being alone in an island, nangayayat na po siya, humaba yung buhok niya. Me, if you leave me with my victory group, baka after two weeks, 200 pounds na po ako. Baliktad po ang effect ng pagiging isa. You know, in Ecclesiastes 4.10, it says here, for if they fail, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. That's why it's very important that we are part of community. You know, we're going to talk about not only community per se, because you may be part of a community. Sino sa inyo may social media life? Yan. Sino sa inyo may Facebook, Twitter? Sino sa inyo meron pang friendster? Ala, ako na lang yata. Kaya pala wala nagla-like, no? You know, you may be part of a platform in social media, and whenever you pour out your heart, do you consider that community? Na pag may pinost ka na nakakagalit, magagalit din sila. Yung mga emoticon, di ba? Ano ibig sabihin nung ganito? Kasi meron akong pinost, sabi niya, so hindi ko alam kung, ano kaya? <laughs> Mau-open ba ako doon sa pinost niya, no? Um, the question is, are you part of a community? And for today's sake, we want to share with you what we value most. And this is church community. Church community is uh, all about being together. And we want to show you three things. Number one, how it first began. The start of the first church and the church community. Number two, not only the how, but how were they? Ano po in description nila? How did they look like? How did they act? And lastly, why? Why you should be part of church community. Okay ba yun? So, 
where do we begin? You know, we begin our story where we left off last week. That's why I was asking, sino po sa inyo were here last week? Last week, we were talking about the life of Peter and how he denied Jesus. And we're starting from the ending of last week. What happened? Jesus restores Peter. Sabi niya, Peter, it's important that your heart is in me. I forgive you that you, I de- that you denied me. And now let's go. Go and make disciples. That was our ending last week. And what is happening in this picture? You know, Peter, in the first chapter of Acts, was a changed man. He knew that he was called to make disciples of all nations. And being filled with the Holy Spirit, what happened to Peter? He was so bold, he was the first apostle to actually preach in the masses. Siya po yung unang nag-preach in the masses. And ito po yung sabi ni Peter. Acts 2, verse 38. And says here, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive power of the Holy Spirit. He preached a powerful message. Sabi niya, Repent and be baptized. And what happened? You know, if you've been with us for quite some time, you know that a lot of times we end the service where we ask people if they want to surrender their lives to Jesus. Is that right? Sometimes we would see 12, probably 3 people go in front. And I would see preachers who would really uh, uh, send out a powerful message that will hit, hit hearts of people. And you would see 20s and 30s to go to the front. Ito po yung dilemma ni Peter. In Acts 41, it says here, So those who receive His word were baptized, and there were added that day, how many? 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls responded to the gospel. I was thinking, baka naman 5,000 yung nag, 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 nakinig. But you have to understand, during this time, they were preaching without a worship team. They were preaching without a mic. They were preaching without speakers and without a good venue with good acoustics like this. And I would imagine Peter preaching from the top of his lungs, repent and be baptized. 3,000 people were added to them. Naisip nyo ba yon? 3,000. Sabi niya, how many of you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? Go to the front. Wala pong makapunta sa front. We are 700 in this room. Think of it as seven times how many to reach 3,000. Ilan? Help me, bro. Ilan? Seven times four is only two, eight. Kulang pa. Yes, and something. Imagine 3,000 people receiving Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But the tension here was, sabi ni Peter, Jesus, you are true to your word when you told me you will make me fishers of men. Dumating na po ang multitudes. Ano po yung next tension ni Peter? How do I disciple these people? And that was the issue of Peter. How do I disciple 3,000 men? And I remember, or I was thinking about it, probably Peter remembered what Jesus told him. Number one, sabi ni Jesus, I will make you a fishers of men. And it came true when he preached the gospel. And he also remembered what Jesus told him when he asked him the three questions. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. For him, this was a picture of what he needed to do next. 
They were a handful of disciples. They were 12, 13, let's say 20 at most. Even the ladies, the women that were with them. How do they now disciple 3,000? Ano yun? O, oh, 8 o'clock, bro. 100 kayo, ha? Mag-share ako sa inyo. O, oh, yung next batch. It was impossible if you think about it. How do you disciple 3,000 people all at the same time? And this was their dilemma. I wanted to share this uh, thought, and it's actually uh, a pause to the preaching. If you think about it, 3,000 men, they were all different. They were boys, girls, men, women. They were coming from uh, different fields. May negosyante dyan, may fisherman. Ano pa mga ano nun? Mason, carpenter. Uh, they have different, uh, di- nasa marketplace, nagtitinda. They were all different. And it's actually the start of the first, the early church. The early church, or when you say church, it means in Greek, ekklesia, which means an assembly of people. And that's why whenever we pray for you guys, when we declare, Lord, I bless that the church is a generous church. We're not talking about Victory Green Hills here. We're not talking about victory as buildings that we have. We're talking about you guys. You are the church. And it's very important that we know this. Can you tell the person to your right, you are the church. Yeah. Oh, tell the person to your left, what time is your service? Yeah. Okay. No, really, seriously, you are the church. And if this church is composed of 3,000 men and women, all different, they had to have one thing in common. It's hard to pick everyone. Who likes cars here? Who likes cooking? If there's something that was unique to them, what was it? It was actually Jesus. That they surrendered their life to Jesus Christ and now they want to follow the way. You know, the early Christians were called the, the believers or the way. And now, they had that dilemma. They had a multiplication challenge. And the answer to that question a while ago when I was, at, when I was telling you what, how the early church started, and this is the early church. Now they have a church. They were an assembly of people. So for Peter, what was the solution? What do you think was the solution? For him, if they were following Jesus, the solution would be Jesus. How Jesus discipled them, how Jesus took care of them, that was their formula on how to disciple the 3,000 men. And as we continue our word, in Acts, this is our main text for today, it says in Acts 2, 42, verse 43, it says here, And they devoted to themselves, to the apostles' teachings, and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayer, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. What, what do I want to highlight here? Number one, it was the apostles' teaching. Number two, fellowship. And number three, prayer. They wanted to transfer what they learned from Jesus. They wanted to make sure that it was not their efforts that would disciple them. It was how Jesus did it. That's why it was very important that they had to, to transfer the apostles' teaching through fellowship and prayer. And what is a picture of that in the early church? It was actually a picture of a life of devotion. They were devoted to the Word. They were devoted to uh, studying the Word. They were devoted to rooting themselves to what the truth is, which was Jesus Christ. 
And today, when we talk about being rooted to the Word, what is that picture? This is a picture of my victory group. That's actually two groups. The one on the bottom, another group is the one on the upper part. The one on the bottom is my victory group, which means I attend this victory group. My victory group leader here is Pastor Dennis. This is where he disciples us. This is where we talk about the Word. This is where we talk about life. This is where we get impartation. And this is where we grow as Christians. On the other hand, the one on top is actually a victory group that I handle. These are the men that I I meet. These are the men that I grow with. These are the men that we discuss life together through the Word of God. And this is my victory group. You know, most of my closest friends here in church are the friends that I met in our victory group. These were the people who listened to me when I was repeating myself over and over again. These were the friends who were patient with me. I remember when I first met the Lord, it was in 2001, I would go to my victory group leader and would tell him the same story over and over again. Parang lagi na para akong siram plaka, bro, may problema ako. Ano yun? Kasi ganito eh. Yan din yung sinabi mo last week? Oo nga eh. Diba ganito na sinabi ko sa'yo? Oo nga eh. Tapos the next week, bro, may problema ako. Ano yun? Iba. Ano yun? Yung parang last week. Pero iba. Ibang araw nangyari. So, they are the people who are patient with us. And you know, I'm thankful that they were patient with me. This was a picture of fellowship. This was a picture of doing life together. You know, I love this series. And because of this series, on the second week, I think, Pastor Joash, on the second week, our pastors actually pitched in the importance of the doctrines. And what happened? For the first time, we were able to get 170 students for Purple Book. Why? Because they learned that it was important to get into the Word. They learned the importance of their faith and they wanted to learn from it. It's a Wednesday and Saturday class. And if you combine them, it's the biggest batch ever. And this is a time for them to learn and they can stand their ground. Pagka niloko sila sa labas, hindi sila mag-waver ng agad-agad. Pag sinabi lang, eh, yung mga sinasabi naman sa Bible, ganito eh. Hindi sila mag-a-agree. Oh nga, actually nga, parang tama ka eh. No, they will stand their faith. I'd like to also share this um, picture of uh, an example of a life of devotion. Uh, this was uh, for volunteers. They're not full-time staff. They are, some of them are actually volunteers even for kids. Two of them, actually. They approached me since I preached last week from 1, 2, 30, and 4. They approached me and asked me, uh, are you preaching this um, today? So I, yes. Can we pray for you? And you know, them praying for me lifted up my spirit. It gave me energy and it reminded me of what I was doing here in church. Why I was called by God to even enter full-time. You know, they prayed for me. They were there standing with me. And not only did they pray for me, they went to the tech booth, prayed for the people there so that the service would be a flawless one. They actually went even to the musicians. They also prayed for them. And they were saying, I like what Alvin would say, Kumaka problema, we're with you guys in prayer. We're praying for you guys the whole service. And this is a prayer of devotion, not only for others, 
but also for the people who are in our services. This is a life of devotion. And this is a picture of our church community. As we move forward, it says here, I like what John Piper, one of the pastors in the U.S., he said in this quote, when we get in touch with each other, we get in touch with God. Whenever we meet, we get closer to God. Why? Because we talk about His Word. We talk about how it applies to our lives. We talk about how, it beca- how we can be accountable to one another. I remember a story in my victory group. Uh, there was a lightning round. So I, some, the victory group leader asked, uh, if there's a struggle that you're going through this week, what is it? So, iba, ah, traffic. All, all guys to, uh, mostly singles. Ah, traffic. Ikaw, yun din bro, hirap sumakay. Ikaw, ah, ano, wala pang Uber that time. Uh, parang, uh, ano, maulan, ganun, ganun. And then it came to one guy who was, who's been part of that victory group. Sabi niya, actually ako, bro, lost eh. Kasi every time I pass by EDSA, yung mga billboard, nahirapan ako. You know what happened to the four people who answered before him? Alam mo sabi nila? Actually, kami din eh. Hindi, oh, walang, wala pang problema sa traffic eh. Yun din ang issue namin. Why? Because somebody opened up. Somebody opened up the topic that people are having a hard time talk about it. And for them, sabi nila, di pala ako nag-iisa. We can actually be together and battle our struggles together and that's why church community is very important. As we move forward in Acts 2.44, it says here, And all who believed were together and had all things common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. In verse 46, it says here, And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. You know, the disciples also wanted to share to the new church something. And it was the love and care of Jesus to the people. And this is what they wanted to teach them. After a life of devotion, the next thing that they wanted to share was a life of generosity. You know, being generous, whenever we say generous, the word generous, automatically, most of us would probably think it's about money. Right? Generous, naku pera yan, magbibigay ako. But really, when you say generous, it's actually a, an act of kindness. It's being fully aware of what people around you need. And this is a picture of generosity. You know, during that time when Acts was uh, happening, the political situation was Rome was oppressing the Jews because of people who were believing in the Nazarene, Jesus Christ. And they were oppressed. They were being killed. And they were being, uh, they were hiding. They had underground churches. They would meet underground. And this was happening during that time. What was a picture of generosity? For them, when you're a new believer, sometimes you had to even leave your job. Sometimes you had to leave everything behind just to follow Jesus. And that's why the word would tell us that they were selling everything. What were they doing? What they were doing was, bro, Prioritize your walk with Jesus. And this was being aware of what they needed. This was being aware of what the believers needed. You know, widows during that time were considered dead already. Pag namatayan po ng asawa, yung babae, pagka widow, 
Wala na pong sinasabi na they're considered dead. But what did the believers do? They actually accommodated them. That's why the first issue of um, Acts was actually the widows. Walang nagpapakain. And this was an act of generosity. They didn't need to do it, but they did it because they knew that Jesus wanted them then to do it. It was their act of kindness. It was their love for others that stirred them up to love even the widows or to love the ones who are not able to live on their own. You know, in our context probably today, being generous is not only about money, as I've said, but it's actually being generous of your time, of your effort, and even your talent. Church, you'll see that it's not only a Sunday activity. It's daily. It's being a church to someone in need every single day. I like this uh, picture. Um, two of them actually were playing, the drummer, Joel, and Angelo, one of our lead guitars. This was a rehearsal picture. You know, these are brothers. Magkakapatid po yan. Hindi lang in Christ. Pati sa mamit daddy nila. So the Joko brothers are actually... Um, I, like, I like sharing this story because if you see them... They're always uh, with, the, with the music team. They're always hanging out. You would see them posts in social media, hanging out, going out, regardless kung may birthday ba yan. They're always together. And the eldest is, uh, sabihin ko ba yung eldest? Wag magagalit. So yung nasa harap po ang eldest. <laughs> so yan, si, jo, si jo, Verhel ang eldest. You know, si Verhel lives in uh, somewhere in Bulacan. In Bulacan po, siguro ngayon, it's um, 5 o'clock, so mga... F- Ano pa doon? 4 o'clock pa lang ata sa Bulacan, no? So it's a far place. He goes home there every day. But when you need him, he's here. Pastor Alan would call him, Bro, may gig tayo. Kailangan natin ng memorial service. Punta yan si Joel, kahit nasan yan. He's excellent in his work, but he knows how to prioritize his time. When, when he knows he's available, he's always here. Another guy, no, si Angelo lives uh, somewhere here in uh, QC. Ang work po niyan, Pasay. Pag pinipicture ko yung sarili ko, if I, if I live in Pasay, I, li- I live in QC and I work in Pasay every day and during the traffic. Siguro yung weekend ko, ano na lang to? Nasatulog na lang ako. But you see them here. They're here. Worshipping, serving, enjoying the community. And you wouldn't hear them uh, saying, grabe na, pagod tumugtog. You wouldn't hear them say, eh, ako na. You would, see, you would see them here. Weekend in, weekend out. Another guy, uh, the third one, the drummer, we actually came from almost the same industry. Ang work niya, talagang pag busy, sobrang busy. And then, magaan yan, steady. But still, kahit busy yan, pag kami mga construction show, nandito pa din yan. You would see an excellent, uh, the three brothers are excellent with what they're doing, but you would still see them here in our church. And that's actually being generous of their time. Being generous even in the talents that God has given them. And I was saying a while ago, church is not only Sundays, it's not only weekdays, but it's also in emergency. Yes, during emergencies. Yeah. This is a picture of Barakay. Yeah. Barakay Street. 
Uh, this is 2009 Ondoy. Okay? This is Ondoy. Sabi nga nila, Filipinos are very resilient. Nakasmile pa rin daw yung mga yan. But for some, they were really devastated. And one of the families here in Victory was actually trapped in his home. Kinikwento niya sa akin, I was asking him to narrate it. Na, na ano daw yan, na nasabi pa daw na, ni Chris Aquino and Boy Abunda sa radio program. Sabi, meron pong uh, bagong panganak na nanay dyan. Nagtatago na po sila sa cabinet. Sabi, baka kung pwedeng ma-rescue. And ito sila, sila to. Sabi, kami yan, nabati kami. Uh, pero hindi nila narinig kasi walang kuryente. So, and they were, and they were in distress. They felt that it was the end of everything. They lost everything. Everything was in, in, under mud. But you know, if there was someone who rescued them, it was actually their friends in church. They went there. Sabi nga niya, bro, nagulat ako yung mga talagang tingin kong hindi lulusob sa ba. Lumusob. Pero naka-plastic. Para hindi madumihan. Lumusob talaga sila. They were there. They carried us out. Somebody actually offered their house. Somebody offered help. And some of them were not actually close with them. And I asked him, so if you would encapsulate what you felt during that time, sabi niya, you know, for men, when you read the Bible and you read it and it says, Jesus tells you, I love you, I will never leave you nor forsake you, it was only through church community that he felt that the prayer and God's word was real. When God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, he sent men to pick them up. He sent people to bring them to a home. He sent people to, to take care of them. And this is the story of Pastor Alan Magtoto. You know, after that, their friendships were forged into lifetime of friendships. Yung kahit, siguro, kahit ano pa mangyari, magkakasama na yan. And Pastor Alan also had the opportunity to rescue someone after that event, the next storm. Meron din po silang ni-rescue, which is also part of our church community. I like what it said in Proverbs 11, Verse 25, it says here, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Kayo ba? Gusto bang ma-refresh? Diba? Sometimes kasi we want to feel refreshed. And the Bible says, refresh others. Do something for others. Be generous with your time to others. And then you will also be refreshed. That's why whenever you hear the story in Second Corinthians about the Macedonian church, what was significant about the Macedonian church? The word says that they gave out of their extreme poverty. And when they gave to a different church out of their extreme poverty, they welled up. Sobra sobra daw yung joy nila when they gave. And this is being refreshed. And this is a picture of what church community is. As we continue the story, in Acts 2.47, says here, Praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. This was the fruit of what they did. A lifestyle of devotion and a lifestyle of generosity. So if this is the result, what do you think fueled them to do this? It was actually a lifestyle based on a mission. Because they were united because of Jesus Christ and what Jesus has done for them. And the only thing that they know 
that they know in their heart was that command to go and make disciples. At the end of the day, it was always preaching the gospel. At the end of the day, it was always about sharing the gospel. So my challenge for you is, if you're part of a victory group, kayo kayo na lang ba yung nandyan? Alam mo yung kayo, yung kayo parang, uy guys, 10 years na tayong tay-tay lang ah. Kasi yung huling dumating, pinaupo nyo doon, tapos may joke kayo, internal lang. Ha ha, bakit? Eh, wala, sa amin na lang to. So parang, di ba, nagiging clickish kayo. The question is, if you're part of a group, are you, just, are you guys just enjoying fellowship together? Is it just about you guys na? Are you guys exclusive? You know, we're called to go out there and make disciples. We're, go, we're called out to go out and share the love of Jesus. Are you in that kind of group? Today, as I share with you, the mission of going and make disciples. In the old times, it was actually just going. Kahit saan. They would preach it to the Gentiles, to the Jews, wherever they went, they had to preach it. You know, in our context here in Victory Green Hills, if there's one thing that unites us all, it's the mission to go and make disciples. But I'm happy because I have so much examples of different interpretations of that. One would be, like I've said last week, it was one person having that heart to preach the gospel to the people who are in jail. He got a few leaders, go there every Monday. They preach there. They share the word. They disciple them. Another one would be our Bless the City campaign, which I would like to thank you once again that you participated in this. We were able to help a lot of depressed areas here in San Juan. But it wasn't really about the package. It was actually the opportunity for them to hear who Jesus is and that Jesus loves them. We have another group who's actually, um, they have a heart to preach the gospel where? To the marketplace, to the young professionals. They created an event called Stand Out. Why? Because they wanted the young professionals to hear the gospel. They wanted, them, they wanted to disciple them in finances. They wanted to disciple them in their purity. They wanted to disciple them on how they should look at success. But in the end, they were pointing back to Jesus. And the last group is, this is very uh, strong in our local church here in Green Hills. This is a group of businessmen wanting to share the gospel. That's why they call it a marketplace. They do it in Club Filipino. They invite businessmen. What are they teaching? The right way to do business. What are they teaching? Don't give under the table, just above it. What are they teaching? Do this and you will prosper. At the end of the day, what they were teaching was a life pleasing to God. And Ultimately, they really wanted to share the gospel. And this is a probably what I call a uh, church community story. Uh, last, I think Thursday, Pastor Josh, we got a text late night about one of a uh, student who's part of a life group in one of our services in um, Santa Mesa. Uh, he was out late at night. We don't know if it's just by accident that he bought something or he was out. But the word was, he was uh, hit by a stray bullet. And the bullet hit not only his kidney, but also his... Um, what was the other? 
Liver. Yes, good. I don't know kasi the parts of her. So it was, the, it was hit by one bullet. And the message was, please pray for one of our uh, life group members and leaders of this campus. He's also in need of blood. You know, in a span of two hours, somebody went there. He doesn't know that kid. One of the students had a parent who's a doctor, was able to get blood for that person. They didn't know how to bring it. One volunteered to bring the blood to that guy. And it was a story of church community. Why? Because the next day, one of our missionaries, um, campus missionaries, Kat Napolitano, met the parents and shared the gospel to them. They were in need, not only of finances, not only of what was happening to their son, but they were also in need of Jesus. And when you share the word of God, despite any stress, you would see their face. You would see that they are happy, that they are full of joy as they receive Jesus. And for me, this is actually a picture of what we are as a church community. You don't need to know that person. All you have to know is that we can help them. There's an opportunity to help that person. A picture of church, church community. You know, when we experience the gospel, we realize that we are transformed by Jesus. We can never be just someone who's just at home. Because God commanded us to go and make disciples. And that's even sacrificing your time, being generous of your talents, and being generous of what God has given you. I'm almost at the end of my preaching, and if there's one thing I wanted to share with you about church community, it's a mission that draws all of us together with relationships that keep us together. It's what unites us. It's the mission. But it's the friendships that keeps us all together. On the practical, I want to share this. Why are people hesitant to get involved in church community? So I did a survey, and this was a survey from, of course, some who have been uh, hesitant to join, and some who are now within church, but they were hesitant at one point or the other. Number one, it says here, spiritual well-being lang naman daw yan. And I'm not into being spiritual. You know, church community is not only about our spiritual. This is where I, I actually learned to be excellent in work. This is where I learned to be excellent in my giving. This is where I learned to be financially sound. And this is where I learned to say sorry to people who have offended. And it's not only about our spirituality. Second, I'm just too busy for it now. Maybe when I retire, maybe in the future. You know, most of my closest friends are the busiest people you would know. Chinky has more talks than the number of days in a year. Literally. He has talks three times a day. Sometimes he's in Alabang in the morning and now you'll see him in church because he knows what's important to him. Because he knows the church community has value. The third one, I'm just not the type of person that shares easily. You know, I remember uh, one of my, uh, my victory group leader, my very first victory group leader, was um, sharing this story to me. He was actually uh, approached by a guy who was actually in, in financial trouble. Sabi niya, bro, grabe, feeling ko wala na, this is the end, and wala na siguro mangyari. He, he felt that wala na talaga mangyari. You know, Jason only told him this, bro, 
uh, on Wednesday, punta kami, papakilala ako sa'yo. Yun lang. Hindi niya pray hindi niya pinag, ano. And then he brought the guy who was younger than him, brought him to the other table, hindi dun sa group namin. So he was there, and he met Victor Tan. Victor Tan was telling him, you know, uh, I've been in a financial crisis, and uh, God has been good to me. And, ganun. and for the guy daw, sabi niya, baka naman financial crisis, baka compared to my, ano, wala yan. And when he talked to him after, he learned that the financial crisis that Victor was going through was actually, ganito lang daw po yung sa kanya compared dun sa kay Victor. And he said, Lord, thank you that you've sent someone and I see him happy. That you've sent someone and I see him uh, at peace. Lord, I want that peace in him. Ang laki ng problema niya. Ako, ito lang pala. And I want that peace in him. And the last one is, I'm not qualified to be part of one. You know, uh, if there was a qualification to be part of a church community, unfortunately, I wouldn't be qualified. If there was a prerequisite for us to actually be part, okay lang, ganito ka, ganito ka, maybe none of us would be qualified for church community. But the only qualification and the only common denominator for us is that we believe in Jesus Christ. And that's why we want to invite you guys to be part of church community. And as I end, you know, I started my preaching last week about the finals and they won game one. Yan. Siyempre, kailangan, hindi naman tayo, ano, di ba? Hindi tayo spiritual lang. Meron din tayong sport, pang sports pa. And I was actually asking a few of the worship team. Sabi ko, bro, I wanted to use this illustration, but I really don't know why it's called strength in numbers. Kasi for me, if you're telling people that you have strength in numbers, eh, lima lang naman ang pwede maglaro sa isang game. So, tabla lang. So they were explaining to me it's actually about the stats though of the players. And this is a picture of the campaign of Golden State Warriors. You would see the bleachers full of their fans. It was about them being united. But at the end of the day, there were only five players playing at a time. Correct? And this is a picture of their community. Now I want to share with you my picture of church community. Parang may common denominator, no? Parang puro kainan. <laughs> but this is a picture of us as a community. That we do life together. That we are always together. In good times, probably we don't have pictures of bad times. But we are always together. You know, in victory, we always say that we are better together. That's why we have this. We are better together. And I want to end today's preaching with... Actually, a message that I got from one of our campus missionaries, Gabby Chongson, and this is how she made a picture of church community. Church community is actually for people who are not okay. For people who don't feel like they can stand, for people who can't stand on their own. And church community is actually for people who need Jesus. Unfortunately, a lot of us know a lot of people outside church who need Jesus. And where do they need to be? In a church community. They need to be with us. We need to carry 
them when they're in doubt, when they are going through something. Because we know we were there once. And this is my challenge to each and every one of you. Be involved in a church community. Because being involved is not actually you giving or you getting. It's actually about you giving. Church community is about being devoted to the Word, having a lifestyle of generosity with one mission. It's to go and make disciples. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You, God, that we get this, Lord. That whenever we talk about church, we will acquaint it not to a building, Lord, but to people. And that is us. Can I ask you guys to put your hands on your chest right now? Lord, we declare that You use us, Lord. We, as the church, You're going to use us to be the light of the world, giving hope to the people. And being with You, Lord God, is something that we see ourselves doing for the rest of our lives. Being with You is being with the church. Lord, thank You that You are faithful in the people who are here, Lord. Lord, speak to them, Lord God. If you want them to take part, Lord, in this game, take part in this mission, Lord God. And thank you that you're assuring them, Lord, that this church community does not limit us with five players, but every act, every person in this room can take part of what you're doing in the church. Lord, we declare this, we seal this in prayer. Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you, God. We declare that you are our Father. Thank you, Lord. You are faithful. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.